You are good, God. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. You know, that's a promise from you, Lord. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Father, would you impart to us this morning your rest? that we can rest in you, that we can rest in the finished work of the cross, that we can rest in your faithfulness and goodness that surrounds us even though we may not see it. May we rest in you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, here we are. We're kicking off another season at Trinity Church. Uh, All the programs are going to be starting to uh, kick up starting uh, this week and the week after. And so it's an exciting time here at Trinity Church. And uh, to kick off the the season on Sundays, for Sundays we're going to have a new series uh, called The Trinity Way. The Trinity Way. And we're going to be talking about the eight trademarks of Trinity Church. Eight different traits that make us who we are. And so today we're going to start this series uh, by talking about us as a church being a church that listens up. Okay, we are a church that listens up. Now, for years we've known that God has placed a calling on our lives uh, upon our church to be a house of prayer. I remember when I first came to Trinity Church just to check out the church, uh, you know, the one thing that caught me just by surprise really was the amount of prayer that happened on a Sunday morning. I remember, wow, this church dedicates 30 minutes or more, sometimes an hour. The preacher doesn't preach sometimes. Uh, Wow, this is a very unique church. And so for those uh, who are new to Trinity, one of the trademarks that you will find is that this is a church that takes prayer seriously. Prayer is one of our values. We dedicate uh, prayer during our service to pray corporately. Sometimes we pray out in one voice over certain situations uh, that come up, whether it's locally or in our nation or globally. We pray for individual needs. We pray for provision. We pray for deliverance. We pray for healing. Uh, This is something that we take very seriously. Uh, We pray for God to move in our city. That's one of the real desires of our heart here at Trinity Church is that God would send revival. That revival would come and hit this church, this city, this nation, so that many people who are far from God will come close to God. That's one of our biggest prayers. We have three regular prayer meetings during the week, three weekly prayer meetings, one on Tuesday morning, Tuesday evening, Wednesday evening. We hold special prayer nights. There's one coming up on September the 27th, Sunday night, 6.30 here at the church. So I want to encourage you to come out to that. We have prayer weeks sometimes where we dedicate a week to praying. And there's one coming up in October. And so prayer is a value we uphold in this church. Now prayer is more than just speaking to God. Prayer is more than taking a list of things that we want God to answer. Now of course we do that. 
We do do that. And the Bible says to ask and it shall be given unto you. So we're called to ask. We're called to seek the Lord. And in many ways, prayer is a vehicle for faith. I think it was Jim Cimbala that once said, the mark of faith is prayer. So the mark of faith inside a church is the way they pray. Prayer is a vehicle for faith. But prayer is not just a one-way thing. If prayer was just a one-way thing where we're just speaking up into the air, then of course it wouldn't be something that we would do all the time. Right? Prayer is a conversation. There's a relational aspect to it. So yes, we speak up, but we also listen up. We listen for God's direction. And so Trinity Church is a church that takes seriously the fact that God guides his people and that we need to listen for his guidance. Psalm 32 verse 8 says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. God guides his people. You know, it was so phenomenal last week. If you were here last week, what happened? Now again, I'll just share briefly. Typically at Trinity, we do sermon series. And so sometimes it's a four-week series. Sometimes, like this one, it's an eight-week series. And so typically, I know what I'm going to be preaching in three weeks or four weeks, generally speaking. Once in a while, there's a, a Sunday that's just... There's no series happening. It's just kind of a one-off Sunday. And I personally love those Sundays uh, because I get to just share uh, from what the Lord has been showing me. And this particular Sunday, which was last Sunday, I had no idea what I was going to say. No clue. Just some possible things that were coming together. But by Saturday night, I mean, talk about the 11th hour. I had nothing. I I didn't know what I was going to say. So, you know, I just, okay, God, I'll just trust you. And, and during that time, uh, the story of Joseph came really strongly upon my heart. And so I went to go read Joseph in the book of Genesis 37. And it's quite a long uh, story from chapter 37 all the way to chapter 50. And uh, as I was reading it, I just sensed the Lord speaking. And uh, I wrote down the thoughts that the Lord was downloading to me, and that was the sermon. That's what came of the sermon. Now, during our prayer time last week, as we were praying for someone, actually, it was, it was Steph, that while she was praying, uh, just got a word from the Lord to tell this family to read the story of Joseph. And I thought, wow. What are the chances of that? I, I didn't, we didn't collaborate or anything like that. I mean, the, the Holy Spirit just spoke to her and she listened and gave the word. And it was just like powerful. And it was just in line with what was happening that Sunday. It was amazing. God guides us. God speaks to us. And so at Trinity, we want to be a place where we can equip, impart the, uh, the way and the ability to listen to God. That's what we want to be. Jesus modeled a life of listening to God. 
John chapter 5, verse 30 says, By myself, I can do nothing. I judge only as I hear. And my judgment is just, for I seek not to please myself, but him who sent me. In John chapter 5, verse 19, Jesus says, Very truly I tell you, the Son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees his Father doing. Because whatever the Father does, the Son does also. And so Jesus modeled this. He modeled how we should live our lives. To listen and discern God's direction for our lives. Now, Jesus wasn't the first person to model this in the Bible. It goes all the way back to the beginning in Genesis, where Adam and Eve received direction from God. God told them to be fruitful and increase in number, to fill the earth, subdue it, to rule over creation, over the fish, the birds, the animals, and all of creation. God instructed them to do that. God told Noah to construct an ark. He told Abraham to leave his country and go to a place where there will be milk and honey flowing. Milk and honey. Moses was instructed by God to go to Pharaoh to release the Hebrew people out of slavery. And now you may think, and you you look at that list and you think, man, those are special people in the Word of God. You know, they were special. They were like hand-chosen by God. I'm surely not one of those people. God only speaks to certain people, not me. But that's not true. God speaks to all his people, every one of us. God speaks to us. In fact, even in the story of Moses, God spoke to everyone. If you look at a story in Exodus chapter 33, you see Moses, and and he built this thing, or he he pitched a tent. Uh, away from where the, the people of Israel were encamped, and he called it the tent of meeting. And this is what it says in Exodus 33, verse 7. Now Moses used to take a tent and pitch it outside the camp some distance away, calling it the tent of meeting. Anyone inquiring of the Lord would go to the tent of meeting outside the camp. Okay, so the tent of meeting was a place set apart for where people could go, anyone can go, to inquire of the Lord, to receive wisdom, to receive guidance from God. Anyone could do that, even in the Old Testament. And so at Trinity, we want to be that place. We want to be a tent of meeting, a place where everyone can come, experience God through prayer, both through intercession and revelation, both through corporately giving requests to God and receiving divine guidance from God. This is the way. Walk in it. God directs us. I believe the best place to start having a conversational relationship with God is the Word is by engaging with God through His Word. Now, last week I talked a bit about this, and I'm going to be unpacking it a little bit more uh, this morning. But last week I mentioned uh, an ancient practice called Lectio Divina. 
Okay, now Lectio Divina is something that was practiced even way back to the third century. So we're talking just a few hundred years after Christ. Uh, the people of God were using this uh, method of prayer to hear from the Lord. Now, the fact that we have a Bible in our hands, you know, compared to the history of the church, like it's an amazing miracle. For most of the church history, this couldn't be possible. Not everyone could have a Bible. And so we're very unique in, you know, talking about the whole span of the church history. Our time is so unique. The fact that we have, all of us can have access to God's Word. But for many years, that was not possible. And so the people of God would come as they met together they would hear God's word. Someone would read it, and the congregation would hear it. And as they would hear the word of God being spoken, they were taught to listen with their hearts to what God was saying to them through that particular passage. This was the way people engaged with the word. Today, we engage with it the way you would engage with any other textbook, history book, anything like that, which is fine, which is great. We should engage, again, we should engage with the word that way. It helps us to interpret what God is saying better. But there's also a way to listen to what the word of God is saying. And so that is what this practice, Lectio Divina, is all about. Now, traditionally, there are four stages to Lectio Divina, like I mentioned again last week. Um, And the first stage is reading, reading. And so we're all going to do this together. Uh, We're going to read Psalm 23 together. And so, as Psalm 23 is up on the screen there. Okay, let's all read this together. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. I love that song. Wow. God is our shepherd. Now the next step is meditation. Meditation. Now meditation, again, is not to look at the scripture verses and try to figure out what it's saying and mean and trying to figure out context and this kind of thing. It's to savor what the Word of God is saying. To savor it. To chew on it. To let it sink into your heart, deep into your soul. And feed you from the inside out. That's what meditating is. And so I'm going to put that back on the screen, Psalm 23. might be a little bit hard for you to read it up there, but you know, feel free to open it in, your, in the Bibles that you have there. There's some in the pews there to Psalm 23. 
And uh, we're just going to take a moment of silence right now. And I want to encourage you to read this over in your mind. And as you're reading through Psalm 23, there might be a part that just jumps out at you. And, and all of a sudden, you just feel this warmth in your heart. And it catches you. I want you to rest on that passage. For me, it's the part that says, He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. And so let's just take a moment to meditate on Psalm 23. The next step in Lectio Divina is to pray, is prayer. And so one of the things you can do is take that passage that jumped out at you and you can pray that passage to, to the Lord. You can pray to ask the Lord to show you, um, show you how that applies to you. You can ask the Lord where are you in this time? Especially for things like, you, he leads me beside still waters, he restores my soul. God, I'm going through a lot of things right now, but I want to trust this word. Show me how you're doing that. And so you're, you're engaging with the Lord in prayer. And this is the part where you speak up. And I'm going to, before I, uh, before we pray about uh, the passage that jumped out to you, Uh, I'm just going to go and jump ahead to the last part, which is contemplation, okay? And this is where we begin to sense, feel, hear, think what God is saying to us. Some of us, um, God may, you you may just sense a a flow of words, just saying uh, encouragements from the word. Um, Some of you might get other scripture verses that come to back up this one and However, whatever comes to your mind during the contemplation phase, um, that is the Holy Spirit speaking to you, to each and every one of us. And so when we get to that point, I want to encourage you uh, to write those thoughts down. Um, We have cue cards in the pews. Uh, There were blank sheets of paper. I believe they're in the back uh, on the pew back there if you need some paper those of you who have journals, I want to encourage you to write them in your journal. I have a journal here. Uh, at Trinity, we have these Trinity Church journals for the purpose of uh, writing down what we sense the Lord is speaking to us. 
Um, and I have a journal here for one blessed person this morning. So, hmm, how are we going to do this? Is there anyone, your birthday's today? Is there anyone, your birthday is close to today? One week? Okay. Anyone sooner than that? Okay. There you go. This is for you. You're welcome. All right. So uh, I, w- I would encourage you to get a journal. Uh, it's definitely, you know, for one, we have a tendency of forgetting, you know, so, so prone to forget things. And uh, there's, there are times when I'm sure there were times in your life where you just really needed a word from God. You just really desperately needed a word. Maybe you're going through a real tough struggle and you, and you open the word. Sometimes, this happens sometimes. I would not encourage to do this all the time. Where you just open a Bible and it just so happens to fall upon a verse that you, you need to hear. It doesn't happen all the time, but sometimes, you know, it can. But, uh, or other times, you know, you just feel, you know, I want to read Psalm 23. This, I, I, I feel like I should read Psalm 23. And you read it and the Lord begins to speak to you. Write those things down. And then down the road, you can look back at those I mean, I could look back at those times where the Lord just spoke to me and restored my soul. I can look back and say, God, you were faithful then. I know you're faithful now. And so I want to encourage you to do that. So let's take a moment to pray and ask the Lord to speak to you, to reveal something to you out of Psalm 23. And so let's do that right now. Let's just take a moment to pray. Whatever comes to your heart, whatever comes to your mind, I want to encourage you to take this time to just write those down, write those thoughts down.
passage that uh, jumped out at me was verse 4. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Now, I don't know about you, but I, I sense the, just a sense of weariness. Uh, some of us here may be tired, tired of the battle that's going on inside us, inside our hearts, inside our minds. I struggled with that too. And uh, uh, it's, it was so fitting how we sang that song, you know, we're no longer slaves to fear. We're children of God. Um, but it's a battle. And uh, at times it seems like a losing battle. But this passage just, just, you know, spoke to me. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we walk through dark, dark times, very difficult times, struggles. In the midst of that, God is with me. God is with you. And your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And it just uh, showed me that God... Uh, uses those difficult trials uh, to mold us and shape us. He disciplines those he loves. And just the word that I got was, our hardships are not for us to stay in, but to mold us to become like him. Our hardships are not for us to stay in, but to mold us to become like him. And so it gives me a perspective of some of the things that, you know, I go through and uh, struggle with and realize God is in that, that God is teaching me something here and that this isn't forever, that God is going to restore what the locust has eaten. God is going to bring me to that place where although sorrow may last for the night, joy comes in the morning. We can hold on to that faith in God for that. That's how God speaks to us through his word. And it nourishes our souls. It it, it quenches the thirst inside that we didn't even realize we had. And suddenly there's this refreshing flow of his presence in our lives as we hear him speak to us. So I want to encourage you to... uh, Do this regularly. This spiritual practice will deepen your spiritual growth. It will be a great source of receiving guidance and wisdom from God. And so church, as we continue to seek to be a house of prayer, as we seek to be a church that not only prays intercessory prayers, but receives revelation through prayer, May God richly bless you as you grow closer to him. May his voice become louder than all others in your hearts and your minds. May God's wisdom be the greatest treasure you seek, for it is better than silver or gold and will bring you to safety to the green pastures and still waters. May God's peace rest upon you and may you experience that peace now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful week.